good to see you in the house of the Lord this evening. If you would take your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, I'm going to read verses 1 through verse 11. It says, Be ye followers of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Fornication on all uncleanness or covetousness, let not be once named among you as become as saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish chalking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for you are sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, and righteousness, and truth, proving what is acceptable in the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Draw your attention to particularly to verses 8 through 11 where it says, You are sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, and having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. This letter, of course, was written to the church at Ephesus, and remember it was at Ephesus that Paul spent, I think, two and a half years it was also at Ephesus, you remember, where they had a bonfire. And they brought their curious arts and their works and burned them before all. all. These are the Christians did. Burned them before them all, and the price was to be 50000 something. It's an astronomical, a huge number what all this stuff was worth. And anyway, it had to do with their witchcraft and all the things, their, their, their idolatry that they were involved in. So all their idols and all the stuff that they... They used to do, he said, what you, when you were children of darkness, they brought and burned it. Kind of goes along with what our last our message last Sunday morning about separating from that which is evil. Tonight I want to look at uh, a Christian view at, of Halloween. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the opportunity and privilege we have to open your precious word. Thank you, Father, for the word of God that is a lamp under our feet and a light under our path. And the Father, we thank you that uh, we have uh, these words preserved for us, that instruct us how we ought to live and conduct ourselves in the world in which we are living as salt and light, as children of light uh, that have been uh, redeemed from the power of darkness. So help us to walk as children of light and give us wisdom and understanding. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as you consider anything... You know, um, and I'm going to read that a little later in the, in the evening, Lord willing, is a prayer letter from the Shaws. And uh, one of the things he mentions in the prayer letter, he's he's been there long enough now that the natives are starting to consider him almost one of them. Um, and he said, it's, it's, you know, he said, if you if you don't come to try and destroy their culture, if you accept their culture, 
and, and live the way they do, Paul said, be all things to all men, that we might be all means save some, uh, you know, they more readily accept you. Uh, you know, of course, the, the truth is, you know, we're not out to change culture, um, but when the culture contradicts the word of God, we must go contrary to culture. And of course, our culture is becoming more and more anti-God. Uh, <clears throat> and a lot of that, I think, I was watching a video last night of a guy in California who was a pastor and got involved in politics, and he said that uh, the movement, the organization that he's a part of, started clear back in the 90s, but they didn't change culture. And I thought to myself, if you're a Bible-believing Christian, how does it not change your culture? <laughs> I mean, uh, so, so you know, the liberalism that has come into California, what he's saying is Christians haven't addressed that. How can you continue to be a liberal? It's like I saw a billboard today over on Capitol Boulevard. It says, I'm a conservative. I'm a veteran. I'm voting for Biden. And I said to Daniel, that's a contradiction. That is a contradiction. It's like saying, I'm a, you, you could, you know, and a lot of people say, well, I'm a Christian, you know, I'm a conservative, and I'm voting for Biden. How can you do that? How can you, how can you vote for a party that is for and promotes abortion right up, some of them right up till even after they're born, if they're born alive? How can you do that? That openly endorses homosexual marriages. And, you know, I can go on and on. Anyway, uh, that's not my purpose tonight. So what about Halloween? What about Halloween? Well, Halloween's origin, and I want to start out by reading some articles that are not from pastors. This is what the world says. History.com editors. And, and today I found out, that's another website, and then uh, the last one was Business Insider. You know, none of these are religious organizations per se. Uh, this article from History, History.com editors, October 31st, 2019, quote, how trick-or-treating became a Hall Halloween tradition. And the article goes on and says, quote, trick-or-treating set off on Halloween night in costume and ringing doorbells to demand treats has been a tradition in the United States and other countries for more than a century. Its origins remain murky, but traces can be identified in ancient Celtic Celtic festivals, early Roman Catholic holidays, medieval practices, and even British politics. Halloween has its roots in ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival of Samhain, which was celebrated on the night of October 31st. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France, believed that the dead returned to earth on Samhain. On the sacred night, people gathered to light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. During some Celtic celebrations of Samhain, villagers disguised themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away phantom visitors. Banquet tables were prepared and food was left out to placate unwelcome spirits. In later centuries, people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other male violent creatures, performing antics in exchange for food and drink. The custom known as mumming dates back to Middle Ages, thought to be an antecedent of trick-or-treating. By the ninth century, here's where it gets interesting. By the ninth century, quote unquote, Christianity had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended 
with and supplanted older pagan rites. In 1000 AD, the church designated November 2nd as All Souls Day, a time for honoring the dead. Celebrations in England resembled Celtic commemorations of Samhain, complete with bonfires and masquerades. And the article goes on, unquote. So, so what you have here is when they refer to the church, it's the Roman Catholic Church. You know, when they, when they went into any area, they would, they would, uh, blend in with and, and, and convert, quote unquote, the, the, the traditions and the customs of the people and Christianize them into some made up day they had. And a lot of, with a lot of the same similarities and the same thing. Yeah. All Souls Day, where you pray for the dead, honoring the dead. That's what they, that's what the Celtics did. Um, the article today I find out again how traditional trick or treat got started. Uh, says, quote, the vast majority of traditions commonly associated with Halloween today are borrowed or adapted from four different festivals, namely the Roman Fer, Fer, Festival, I guess that's how you say for for Leah Festival, commemorating the dead, the Roman Pomona Festival, honoring the goddess of fruit and trees, the Celtic Festival, Samum, not meaning summer's end, which is the bulk of the Halloween traditions ultimately stem from, and the Catholic All Souls Day and All Saints Day, which was instigated around 800 by the church to try and replace Sam. Sam Hain. Uh, I'm not going to read all this for sake of time, but uh, the article goes on to say, thus by dressing up as spirits, they were trying to fool actual spirits into thinking they were as well, which is particularly helpful when encountering evil spirits. So you dress up like an evil spirit, so an evil spirit doesn't know you're a person. It thinks you're an evil spirit, so it leaves you alone. You know, it's weird stuff. Anyway, Beginning of the 8th century, the Catholic Church was trying to provide an activity that would hopefully stamp out old Samhain traditions. They came up with All Hallows Eve, or evening, which is, and then All Souls Day and All Saints Day. Many of the traditions of Samhain were then adapted into these festivals, and by the 11th century, the church had adapted the Celtic costume tradition to dressing up as saints, angels, and demons during this celebration. As for the trick-or-treating, or guising, as it's also called, traditions. Beginning in the Middle Ages, children and sometimes poor adults would dress up in the aforementioned costumes and go around door-to-door during Halloween, Hallow, Hallow Mass, begging for food or money in exchange for songs and prayers often said on the behalf of, again, the dead. This was called souling, and the children were called soulers. No, unquote. So again, it, it's, it's just a... Uh, what uh, come from pagan practices, adulterous practices, and was adapted into the Catholic Church and made made some Catholic dogma. Business Insider again, basically the same thing. Uh, it's it, an article titled "Trick or Treating Dates Back to Medieval, medieval Europe." Uh, <clears throat> quote: Halloween has a long and storied history that began in Europe around 2,000 years ago. The earliest versions of the holiday were largely about honoring the souls of the recently deceased and fending off ghosts with not-so-friendly intentions. Uh, the 
The first trick-or-treaters were poor children in medieval Europe. You go door-to-door begging for food and money during the Celtic holiday Samhain, celebrated on October 31st. In exchange, they would offer to pray for souls of their neighbors, recently departed loved ones. Again, this was called souling. Uh, only community, and of course this tradition is called souling. It took place during Samhain, the night before the Celtic New Year, when it was believed the dead roamed the earth, and only community prayer could save their souls. And of course, then it goes on and talks about how the Catholic Church adapted or adopted this and renamed it uh, All Hallows' Eve or All Souls' Day. Of course, it's what we call Halloween now. Uh, uh, some other things that were done during this time. Uh, single young women would perform tricks of their own on All Hallows' Eve in hopes that they would discover the identities of their future husbands. And ideally be married the following year. Uh, these tricks involved throwing apple peels or cracking eggs into a bowl in hopes that their future husband's initials would appear. One evening, one even had them looking in a mirror in a candlelight room to see if a reflection of their beloved's face. Candy didn't get introduced to the trick-or-treat tradition rotation until the 1920s, but neighbors did hand out a different kind of sweet to 19th century beggars, a round pastry called a soul cake. It was made with nutmeg, ginger, cinnamon, raisins, and stamped with a cross on top that symbolized a soul being saved from, you guessed it, purgatory. The earliest soul cakes were placed outside homes to prevent mischievous spirits from playing tricks on All Souls Day, but eventually the sweet buns were baked for real-life trick-or-treaters. Uh, they also, you know, bobbed apples. That was part of, the, you know, apples were part of the... Uh, uh, Roman festivals, apples are associated, are considered a symbol of love and fertility. The significance of this fruit likely involved into the modern day Halloween tradition of bobbing for apples. Well, you, you know, you, you go to Taiwan and you can, you can, you can go into the, any of the, 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 one of their, uh, temples over there and you can go, you know, you can, you can take, uh, you can put food on a table, just like we read right here, food on a table for the gods case you've offended the gods, or you can go to this certain place and you can pray for, you know, fertility, or you can go to another place and you can pray for uh, wealth, or you can go to another place and pray for a husband or pray for a wife. Same kind of thing. This isn't original with the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church adopted from these pagan, uh, <clears throat> pagan, Religions is what Catholicism has done down through history. Uh, let's see. Halloween costumes have their origins in middle of a tradition called guising or guising, disguising oneself as a ghost to blend in with the nefarious spirits who emerged during Samhain. Ancient Celts would hide behind their masks or paint their faces black and would wear old clothing so the ghosts wouldn't recognize and taunt them. Later, when the holiday morphed into All Hallows' Eve, people wouldn't recognize began dressing up as angels, saints, and devils as they roamed the neighborhoods bargaining for treats. Uh, and so, by the 19th century, immigrants flooding America from Europe, especially from Ireland during the Irish potato famine, brought all their Hallow all Hallows Eve traditions with them, and modern-day Halloween started to t take shape. And here's an interesting thing. Some American colonists had been celebrating Guy Fawkes Day around the same time of the year. But souling and guising quickly took its place. How many of you know what Guy Fawkes Day is? Well, Guy Fawkes. And this, is, this used to be celebrated like the July 4th in England. 
when King James and the Puritans and the was the Anglicans uh, the, the were translating the King James Bible, the Catholics were so upset that they they designed a plot to blow up. I think it was the whole Parliament building to kill the king and everybody in the Parliament building, and it was. This, the, the guy that was going to was heading it up was Guy Fox. Well, his plot—I mean—and they, they had loads of dynamite. It was already—it was like a day or before or so before it was supposed to happen. It was close to getting it done, and his plot was found out. And so, England—you know—used to celebrate Guy Fox Day, and Americans did too. You know, that's a good day to celebrate the plot to destroy. The king, who had the King James Bible translated for us English-speaking people in their own language, was foiled. Uh, and now we've replaced it with Halloween. Halloween. Anyway, so the, these are things that, uh, <clears throat> and you know, you can go to the World Book Encyclopedia. I have an article here by Dr. D.A. Waite uh, about Halloween, some of its origins. Uh, there's nothing innocent about it. Uh, and I'll just give you some things. The, uh, For example, uh, the ancient Celtic Empire extended to France. The Druids were Celtic priests. Their Celts and their Druid priests chose October 31st for their New Year's Eve and intended it as a celebration of everything wicked, evil, and dead. During this celebration, they would gather around a community Bonfire and offer as sacrifice their animals, their crops, and sometimes themselves. In fact, it's believed that children are sacrificed to this day. The celebration remained much the same after the Romans conquered the Celts in 43 AD. This came out of the world book. Uh, The folklore of early Ireland depicts Druids as a priesthood offer human sacrifice. One of the chief Druid doctrines which is prevalent today, according to the Encyclopedia America, was their decision to, quote, to, quote, to inspire a belief that men's souls do not perish but transmigrate after death from one individual to another, unquote. So there you have um, reincarnation as well. This is a very serious satanic practice as many people today believe in the transmigration of souls. And, you know, you go to most parts of the world. In fact, if you remember that we were down, uh, was it, uh, White Street, uh, going from, from uh, Youngsville to uh, uh, Wake Forest. We were out, so when Robert and I were, going, were together that day, and we met this guy, and, and he said, and I didn't catch it the first time around, he said, I've been around a few times. We know who we we knew right off he was a little bit different. But he said, I've been around a few times. I even think he said the last time it was a woman. You know, he was a woman. Uh, so, I, it, you know, he, he had to say that a couple of times, so I realized, oh, he believes in reincarnation. So we started talking about that. But, you know, we, we, we couldn't convince him from the scriptures, so we finally left him to his, his devices. But many people believe in this transmigration, as they call it, of souls or reincarnation that's popular the world over. Uh, the, uh, <clears throat> of course, it was accepted by the Roman Catholic Church and changed All Saints Day. They, so the bonfires was, was a thing. Uh, it's, 
it's the book of the book of encyclopedia quote the druids had an autumn festival called samham or summer's ends it was occasion for feasting and all kinds of food which had grown during the summer the custom of using leaves pumpkins and corn stalks as halloween decorations comes from the druids the early peoples of europe also had a festival similar to the druid holiday you know it's interesting you know, many times these false religions do things that are patterned after something in the Bible. You know, the children of Israel had a feast of harvest. They had a feast of harvest. There isn't anything wrong with enjoying or praising the Lord for the blessings, you know, of his harvest. But what you see is these, these uh, uh, false religions will, will, will make something out of it that, that uh, is, is ungodly. Uh, <clears throat> the Druid priests believed that on Halloween, Samhain, Lord of Death, called together the wicked spirits that within the last 12 months had been condemned and allowed them to inhabit bodies of animals. Unquote. Uh, <clears throat> In her book, Holidays of Legends, Mildred Arthur said this, uh, about the origin of trick-or-treat. Should a Christian celebrate Halloween, the customs is an ancient pagan tradition that continues today. The food was believed to be placate the evil spirits that were thought to come out to haunt people on Halloween. If these evil spirits were given food, the people believed the spirits wouldn't scare people as much as they would otherwise, unquote. Jack-o'-lanterns uh, might be pleasant to look at, but they too have a background. The World Encyclopedia gives some information to use about the history of jack-o'-lantern. It was taken from a man named Jack who could not enter heaven or hell. And this, again, this comes out of the World Book of Encyclopedia. He couldn't enter heaven or hell. As a result, he was doomed to wander in darkness with his lantern until Judgment Day. And again, that's out of the Book of Encyclopedia, World Book of Encyclopedia. Uh, this certainly is false theology. If we're trusting in Christ, you know, who died for us. Of course, we have eternal life. If we don't trust, we're not going to wander around until Judgment Day. We're going to go to heaven or hell. Uh, It's a a symbol. So jack-o'-lantern is a symbol of a damned soul. Halloween and the Devil's Colors. Again, good housekeeping book of entertainment. Page 168 says, Orange, black, and red. The Devil's Colors are the colors associated with Halloween. Now, I like red. But, you know, and I like some things that are black. But, uh, you know, there were colors before there was Halloween. Uh, you know, one of the things the uh, homosexual crowd has taken from us, a symbol they've taken from us, is the rainbow. But, you know, we had the rainbow. God gave the rainbow. You know, and again, we, what I'm saying here is, you know, some of these things, we ought not posture ourselves because of what they do, but we ought not to imitate their practices. Um, and that's the thing we need to understand. Uh, good book, Housekeeping Book of Entertainment also says this scheme should be carried out as far as possible. Again, interesting, the House Book of Entertainment, which has its main purpose to tell people how best to decorate their houses for Halloween makes a theological comment to the fact that orange, black, and red are the devil's colors. So, that's kind of the history, the origin of the Halloween. And again, uh, just a couple other verses that 
uh, or a couple, a couple of conclusions that we can make. So it, Halloween is, is pagan and devilish in origin. And of course, it was attempted to Christianize by the Roman Catholic Church to make it acceptable to the people. And of course, the church, the Catholic Church did this to bring all these pagans under their umbrella. You know, what the Catholic Church is about is money. It's about money. You can get anything for money uh, if you have enough. Uh, you know, Deuteronomy 18, 9-12 says, When thou art come into thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of the nations. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth demonation, or observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination of the Lord, and because of these abominations the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. So here God strictly forbids his people from having anything to do with the satanic practice of the Canaanites. That's why he said to you utterly destroy them. Don't. Of course, we know the children of Israel did not utterly destroy them. They adopted some of their practices and God sent them into captivity because of it. I mentioned in Acts chapter 19 where uh, when Paul was he, when he was at Ephesus, it says in verse 18, many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds May them also, which used curious arts, brought the books together and burned them before all, and they counted the price of them 50,000 pieces of silver. And of course, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, when Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, uh, his letter, this first epistle, he said, For from you, verse 8, sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God were to spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, to wait for a son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. So he said that these, these, when they got saved, they turned to God from idols. So they turned away from their idolatrous practices, their false beliefs, they turned away from them and turned to God. 1 John 5, John concludes his epistle with these words. 1 John 5, 18 through 21 says, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. You know, if we are saved, the devil cannot destroy us. He cannot harm us. Verse 19, we know that we are of God. The whole world lies in wickedness. The picture here is of, of, of a, of, like uh, uh, little Lydia sitting comfortably on, in mama's lap. That's the picture. The Bible says the whole world lieth in wickedness. That's the way the world is. But, he says, we know that the Son of God has come, hath given us an understanding that when we know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his son Jesus Christ, this is the true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And the word keep means to guard against. Guard against. Halloween is an idolatrous thing. 
And as Christians, as churches, we ought not to associate with it. Um, it's witchcraft. It's, it's, that's the origin of it. And um, we're not to have part in it. Um, Sheldon Smith, who's the editor of the Soil of the Lord now, wrote this clear back in October 1998. And he said that, uh, quote, They held that on this night both good and evil spirits left their graves to roam the earth. Thus the emphasis on death is celebrated with coffins, tombstones, graves, skulls, skeletons, etc., you look at the costumes around Halloween, they're the most grotesque things you can find. Druid philosophy was that if the dead spirits come to your house on October 31st, you should pacify them with cookies or gifts. By giving them a quote-unquote treat, they would not do you any harm or trick you. Halloween is the eve of the new year for witchcraft. Anton LaVey, recently deceased and in hell, author of the Satanic Bible, says it's the most important day of the year to Satanists. He says it is on this night that occult and witchcraft powers are at their highest level of power and at their best. Halloween is a holiday to the homage of the devil. The history of it condemns it. The theme of it condemns it. The spirit which underlies it makes it wrong. I know most folks, especially Christians, are just having fun and no harm. But it's not good or right if it doesn't honor the Lord. If it honors Satan instead, I would quickly, without hesitation, say, set it aside. So, you know, we're not to have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. You know, as God's people, God wants us to be salt and light. You know, it's obvious that Halloween is about darkness. It's about death. Christ is the light of the world. And we ought to be we ought to be living lights. Let your light so shine before men and not be participating in the, the, the wickedness and the, the practices of darkness that are already in the world. Uh, so, I know churches are doing trunk and treat, but we are not doing trunk and treat. Uh, you know, I, I think we ought to uh, uh, not project an image where we approve of such things.